gentlemen, and welcome to the March 14th, 2017 edition of Season 4 of The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. The Court Report comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Then again, during the playoff season, a little bit of Vinahafochu for everyone out there, as we will have our premier episodes on Tuesday night with the encore on Sunday night right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Network. Every week we'll take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League. Had a game this week? Let us know about it. You can friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weiselberg. That's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. Or you can like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is Y-L-S Wiseguy. That's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y. Because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor, the ever-busy Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Crown Trophy of Brooklyn already in full swing, giving away two championship trophies this past week, which we'll get to in just a few short moments. Got three or four or five or six or however many more coming up over the next two weeks because Crown Trophy, for the last several years, the official trophy provider for the Yeshiva League. If you've won a championship within that period, you've already benefited from the amazing handiwork and craftsmanship. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 because no matter how many trophies they have to make for the Yeshiva League, they're still ready to make them for you whenever you need it. Please give them a call for all of your trophy and plaque needs. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official analyst, but most of all, like you, I am a huge Yeshiva League fan, and around this time of the year especially, I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week. If you have a smartphone and haven't downloaded the NSN app already, please do so. You'll have access to all of last season's episodes of The Court Report. Plus, you'll be able to send in comments for each show. Please keep the comments nice, though. Much like the show is not about me criticizing, degrading, or disrespecting players or coaches, please be courteous enough to do the same. Welcome back to The Court Report, everyone. I hope everyone had an amazing weekend. I uh, hope everyone had an amazing Purim. Uh, still digging out of all the Shalach Manos on the table in front front of me. It was amazing to see everyone, and I really hope that it was a wondrous holiday. Uh, Speaking of holiday, everybody getting a little bit of a holiday today with all of the snow uh, outside. Uh, Snow impacting Yeshiva League playoffs at the very last moment. We'll get down to exactly how the Yeshiva League and the playoffs at this time of the year, mostly semifinals, were affected by this morning's and, I mean, for the most part of the day, by the snowstorm and the the ever-present whiteness outside that uh, that still seems to fall and you know have no disregard for the fact that we are in championship season. Speaking of championship season, of course you know this past Sunday was the uh, selection Sunday for the NCAA March Madness. But as you've been hearing on the court report for the last few weeks, we are already well in the thick of Yeshiva League March Madness. This past week, we already have. Two results from two leagues that have held their championships, the Girls JV Basketball League and the Girls Varsity A Basketball League. We will get to that in just a second. We will have several semifinal contests, uh, including the uh, the contests that happened um, last night, the doubleheader action, the JV Hockey and JV Basketball doubleheader between uh, TABC and Hafter, the 
fulfillment of their sort of, you can call a three-game stretch over a two-and-a-half-week period. We'll get to more on that, and we'll also get around to the other action in all of the remaining leagues, including the setup for the championships this coming Sunday between uh, two schools, which we'll get to in the JV Hockey Championships, to be followed by the schools that you can see in the JV, sorry, in the Varsity Hockey Championships. Also take note, the Girls Varsity B Championship is set, and we will have a date for you. We'll also discuss basketball and all the things leading up to their championship on March 26th. So sit right back, relax. We are about to get into probably the, I wouldn't say the third to last court report of the year, uh, as we'll have one next week and then one uh, following the basketball championship, and that'll be a generally we have our Sarachek uh, show at that point. But considering the fact that Sarachek happened last week, uh, the basketball championship will pretty much be the wrap of the uh, the court report for this year. So right now, let's just delve right into the action of the past week. We are going to start off with the two leagues that actually finished their season already and uh, have already awarded their championships. So we're going to start out in Girls JV. Uh, Girls JV Championship this past week between the West number 1 seed Frisch and the West number two seed SAR. The championship game for Girls JV could not come down to any two bigger rivals than Frisch and SAR. The two schools have fought back and forth over so many girls' leagues over the past few years. This truly deserves recognition as the greatest rivalry in girls' sports. These teams face each other twice over this past season, accomplishing a clean split, making this the rubber match of the series, the road to the championship, uh, as we have already detailed for you, both teams. Uh, going through, well, SAR going through a first-round game against East number 3 Central, against Central taking the East 3 seed after their win over Hafter. SAR would defeat Central and then go on to defeat, defeat East Division champion Hank by the score of 46-36. to Frisch, uh, by virtue of being the one seed with a record of 9-1, and one, moved on to the second round with a bye, defeated Maya Note 32-24 to to lead up to this battle between Frisch and SAR. Frisch the higher seed, not looking that way to begin the game, as SAR jumped out to a massive 17-2 lead right off the bat. Frisch would come to life in the second quarter, hitting a 10-2 run to draw the game to within four points before SAR would regain their bearings and end the half up 24-17. The third would be an even contest, with Frisch eating up three more points out of the lead to make it 29-24. SAR would score four of the first six of the fourth quarter to take a seven-point lead at 33-26, but Frisch would not go down without a fight. Emma Sokloff would hit two free throws, a putback by Kira Elbaum, a Molly Schwalbe lay-in from under the basket, and another Sokloff free throw, and the 7-0 run capped a 31-16 comeback to tie the game at 33-all halfway through the final quarter of play. However, over the next two minutes, it would become apparent that the Cougars had given all they had to tie the game up, as SAR would go on a run that Frisch could never recover from. Bella Ingber would be the difference maker down the stretch, as she would hit a three for the sting to break the tie, 
and then two free throws a minute later to extend the lead to five. Rita Fader would hit two free throws to make it a three-possession game, and Reich would hit two more with 20 seconds to go to cap off the contest. SAR would close out the game on a 9-0 run to win the JV championship 42-33, putting the capper on the season as West number 2 SAR would take the JV championship crown. Congratulations to SAR on the JV Girls Championship victory. Moving over to the second game of the afternoon or the evening as it was, that would be the Girls A Varsity Championship. It would be a battle between the two most deserving teams in the league, the division winners, Flatbush and SAR. SAR, the defending champions, taking out Frisch last year in the final contest. SAR at 11-1, winning the Western Division. SAR got to this point, defeating Heschel in the quarterfinals 58-25 and knocking off Central 50 55 to 24 in SAR last week. Their opponents, the Flatbush Falcons, on a roll, a 12-game winning streak. Flatbush losing the first two games of the year, as we've mentioned over the past few weeks, winning the next 10 regular season games to end off the season, followed by wins over Hillel 57 to 33 and Frisch 50 to 49 to make it an East One West One championship. In this one, Samantha Horowitz would start the scoring off for SAR with a turnaround lay-in down low as part of a 7-0 SAR run to begin the contest. Flatbush would get their first points on a Marlene Levy free throw and would work to get themselves going from the field from there. Sophie Hecht would follow it up with two three-pointers to mark the score at 13-1, nine of which came on Hecht three-pointers. Flatbush would finally get their first field goal on a Sarah Horowitz shot with 40 seconds left in the first. Flatbush would add another point on an Esther Harari free throw, but on the other end, Samantha Horowitz would get the bucket and the foul. The free throw would not go, and SAR would end the first up 15-4. Hecht would begin the quarter, hitting her fourth three-pointer. The Falcons would then go on a 9-4 run, capped off by a Samantha Shabbat three, but Adira Orbach would answer right back with a three of her own, and then two free throw shots to kick the lead back to 14. Flatbush would put together a good stretch over the last two minutes of the half, but SAR would still walk into the locker room up by 11 at the half, 30-19. to the second half would be a half of runs. SAR scored six, then Flatbush scored seven to cut the deficit to ten. Flatbush would continue to chip away at the lead, and with a minute to go in the third, a Judy Blanca putback would knock the hole down to three. The score, SAR 39, Flatbush 36, where it would stand heading into the final quarter. Flatbush would not be finished. Marlene Levy opened the fourth with a score to cut it to one, and Sarah Horowitz would drive the lane and convert to give Flatbush its first lead of the game with seven minutes to go. The Falcons would continue to score, building a seven-point lead at 47-40, but a 9-2 SAR run capped off by an Orbach runner would knock the game at 49 with just over two minutes remaining. Flatbush would retake the lead on two Levy free throws, but Samantha Horowitz would answer with a mid-range jumper. Blanco would get a chance from the line for two, but would miss both shots, giving SAR the ball with 1.30 to go. Again, it would be Samantha Horowitz down low for two to give SAR the lead. Flatbush would have several chances to answer, but none would fall. A hard foul would put Rebecca Hyman to the line, which she would hit one of two. On the ensuing SAR possession, Orbach would be sent to the line, which she would also hit one of two to extend the lead to four at 55-51 with 17 seconds to go. 
Flatbush would inbound, and Levy would bring the ball up the floor. The ball would find its way to Kayla Mudovich, who hit the bucket, and with under three seconds to go, it was a two-point contest. SAR would get the inbounds, and Hyman would be fouled and set to the line, where she would hit both to ice the game. Barring a foul on a long three, this game would be over. SAR cleared back, and the clock would run out on Flatbush, with SAR being crowned the repeat queens of varsity basketball by the score of 57-53. to So congratulations to SAR on the sweep of the girls' basketball, JV, and varsity championships. Again, the final, SAR 57, Flatbush 53. SAR girls' basketball having a banner year, capping it off, at TABC this past week with a double championship. So again, congratulations to them. The first two leagues to finish up this past season. Girls Varsity B will also finish up this season this coming Monday night. And as we said last week, that will be a contest between number one seed SKA and number two seed Bruria. Number one SKA finished off the season 12-0. Bruria finishing right behind them at 10 and 2 the teams played twice this past season the uh obviously with having an undefeated season SKA took both of the meetings first meeting by uh quite a margin second one a little bit closer by the score of 44 to 27 so SKA looking to be the odds on favorite to take this championship but Bruria looking to stand in their way and say nope After a couple of years, it's our turn. We will find out exactly who will take home that championship crown this coming Monday night. That game will be played in Yeshiva Flatbush. uh, Time not yet determined. Remember, this is Girls Varsity B, so it is the girls' only league. So uh, those of you boys looking to uh, gain entry into the championship, not going to happen. Good luck to both SKA and Bruria in bringing home the championship. So, now we have two leagues that have their champions determined. We have five more to go. We have three more, uh, sorry, yes, we have five more to go, that's correct. We've already mentioned Girls Varsity B, which means that we still have four boys' uh, divisions to crown champions to. The majority of them had their uh, had their semifinals going into last night. A couple of games were supposed to happen tonight. We'll get to those in just a few moments. We'll also get to the ones that may be impacted tomorrow night as a result of this uh, storm. The games, uh, it's not yet been determined what's going to happen tomorrow night, so we're going to act cautiously and just tell you the games that should be played tomorrow night. Uh, and if they are canceled, likely, it, well, if it's hockey, will definitely be played this coming Thursday night because the championship will be this coming Sunday. If it's basketball, it may, uh, it may be a little more leeway. They may get Thursday night, or if it's needed, it can go into early next week. Uh, I, I would hope that uh, that the hockey games would be played uh, sometime Wednesday or Thursday, because if not, it's going to make for a very interesting Saturday night and Sunday as uh, teams will have to double up on that. Um, we are going to go around to every league. We're going to go, actually going to go to hockey now and come back to basketball uh, to finish off the show afterwards. So we're going to move over to JV hockey, which is the only other league so far to have its participants in the finals determined. This past week, we had two contests. We had the two semifinals, East 1 DRS and West 2 Frisch. West 1 TABC, East number 2 half to one of those games happening late last week, the other happening late last night. 
again going chalk the entire way through. You have the top two seeds from each division, starting out with DRS and Frisch, East number one DRS, finishing the season at 8-1-1, one, one. West number two Frisch at 6 one and three. A lot of uh, overtimes between these two teams, which could have been a very good omen for us. A matchup between the two teams with a ton of history. Uh, we've detailed it all before. We're going to start off with the 2013 quarterfinals. East top seed DRS, West number four. Frisch at that point. DRS scored in the first period. Frisch in the second. Tied 1-1 going to overtime, where an ill-timed touch of the ball would lead to a too-many-men penalty, on which the Wildcats would capitalize for a 2-1 win, sending them on to the semifinals. Last year in the championship, the two met with DRS taking a 2-0 lead early, allowing Frisch a third-period goal before DRS would salt the game away for a 3-1 championship victory. This year, the two teams met early on with DRS scoring first on the Josef Adler goal, with Frisch following it up soon thereafter on a goal by Sammy Voldarski. Again, the teams would go to OT, but this time there would be no satisfaction as the teams left with a 1-1 tie that afternoon. Given how recent history had gone with both teams, with two of the last three between them going to OT, all within two goals or less, and as I mentioned before, a combined four overtime games between them this year, you had to know that this would be a very tight contest. You also had to know that the DRS trend of scoring early would continue as well. 2.30 into the first period, the line of Caleb Pollan and Elon Frankel causing major problems. Pollan controlling the ball in the corner, sent the ball on a pass to Frankel by the net. Frankel came around the net on his back end and tucked the ball in past Isaac Markovitz to give the Wildcats the one nothing lead. The line would not only become a factor on the scoreboard, but also on the other side of the sheet, responsible for drawing four penalties on the evening with their quickness. Unlike the game earlier this season, Frisch would not score in the first to tie it up. We would see this game follow more closely to the 2013 contest, and it would be a power play the other way that would yield the game-tying goal. An interference call to Jonathan Caslow with 4.13 left in the second period. Start of the kill looked to put momentum 1-1 for the next 15 minutes, and we would go to overtime, 4.30 into the overtime period. DRS on the doorstep, but Markovitz would rob Eitan Questel of two point-blank shot attempts to keep the game going. The game would only last for two minutes more, though. Face off deep in the DRS zone, Jason Alter would win the ball back to Arie Bloom. Bloom would rocket the pass over to Levine, who would fire the ball top shelf again for his second goal of the game and the win, crushing DRS's hope of a JV repeat, getting revenge for last year's finals loss and sending Frisch on to their second straight JV final, where they would await the winner of last night's game between East number 2 Hafter and West Division champion TABC. This would be the first game of what would be a hockey basketball, uh, JV hockey, JV basketball doubleheader. Uh, the history between these two teams, while in JV is a little bit scattered, obviously the two schools have had a ton of history, and we we uh, chronicled last week about the varsity hockey playoffs and how the two teams went to a grueling overtime session, a 2-1 victory for TABC Varsity. Uh, what would go on in this game? It would be another goaltender battle, as uh, as we had two great goaltender matchups with Ben Horowitz pacing after of Rummy Davis for TABC. TABC, just to go to, into a little bit of the uh, the history for TABC, TABC JV, probably the most, well, definitely the most decorated 
team going on six straight run, uh, championship runs uh, to uh, to begin this decade. Uh, last time they were in the finals, though, was with last year's graduating class. So a two-year absence from the championship. Uh, Coach Norm Blumenthal and his boys looking to get back there. Hafter, a young team, mostly ninth graders, uh, looking to make their mark and set the stage for a an interesting march for them. Two minutes in, TABC taking a penalty, putting Hafter on the power play. 40 seconds into the man advantage. Ball gets worked back into the Hafter zone. One of those ninth graders, Zach Bach, lets one loose from two-thirds of the court to find its way behind of Rummy Davis for the one nothing advantage. Period winding down. TABC looking for an answer. It would get one. As Avram Gelman moving laterally across the midcourt line, split two Hafter defenders moving to his right, sent a shot up high and left, and caught Hafter goalie Horowitz moving the other way. Way for the game-tying goal. The game would stay 1-1 for the next period and a half, with both goalies, Horowitz and Davis, putting on a clinic. The majority of the play, though, in the TABC offensive end. It looked as if we would have yet another JV semifinal game going to overtime, but with 5.59 left in the third, Ellie Schiff moved into the hafter zone, looked to come across the free-throw line, but lost the ball in the process. Horowitz, anticipating, started moving to his right, but as he did, Ellie Spinowitz got his stick on the ball and sent a knuckler into the opposite corner to give TABC see the 2-1 lead. Hafter would put pressure on, but much like Markovitz, Davis would clamp down after an early miscue and lead the Storm back to their first final since 2014. So you know what this means, boys. This sets up TABC and Frisch yet again. The rivalry well documented. The results as close as it can be over the last two years. Last year, Frisch sweeping the three-game series, taking the two regular season games 3-2 and 4-0. And then in the playoffs, uh, Maury Bowers tiebreaker with 17 seconds, excuse me, 17 seconds left in the quarterfinals for a 2-1 victory to send them on to the semis where they defeated Hafter. This year, the the opposite. TABC shut out Frisch 3 nothing to start the year, and then the two teams tied 2-2 in Frisch. Now, for the first time ever, these two schools will meet in a championship game. I know it's hard to believe, given the history and given how many opportunities there have been, that this is going to be the first time in both, uh, well, in any sport. Uh, well, I shouldn't say any sport, but in any in any of the, of the winter sports that the two schools meet in in a championship game, but there you have it. Uh, JV League, the JV Hockey League, going back to 1997. For the most of the last few years, the the way it's been wor- the way it's worked is that it's been interdivision in the playoffs all the way up until the finals, where it would be East champion versus West champion. A few years ago, the the league started instituting the crossover, but since that time, TABC Frisch not getting the chance to meet up in a championship game on either the JV or varsity hockey level or the JV and and varsity basketball level. So this will be the very first time this coming Sunday at, I believe, 1 p.m. in Lawrence Middle School. It's going to be an amazing contest. You know that these two teams, as I said, always close and an amazing rivalry that will yield a very hard-fought game. Uh... Two very, very talented freshman teams with great sophomore classes that are just looking to both get their first championship. Again, Frisch looking to get some revenge, and not on TABC, but just to get some revenge and to get back what they thought they should have won last year 
with the JV Championship, their second straight appearance. TABC looking to get that first JV Championship since 2014. One of those two teams will get what they're looking for. The other will go home empty-handed. Who will it be? Find out this Sunday at 1 p.m. in Lawrence Middle School. Again, TABC and Frisch. Classic battle from New Jersey. So, yet another chapter in the TABC Hafter uh, rivalry this year in the books. Another one to TABC. So both hockey games go to TABC. Who would win the basketball contest, the JV basketball contest? We'll get to that shortly when we head over to basketball. But we're going to start now, or we're going to move over now to varsity hockey. Varsity hockey rounding out its quarterfinal action. We told you over the last week about the other quarterfinal games and where they ended up. We told you about Frisch's 5-2 win over Flatbush and TABC's 2-1 double overtime victory over Hafter. So Frisch and TABC, Frisch and TABC, supposed to do battle tonight in TABC, uh, sorry, in Frisch. That game, obviously, because of the snow, not going to happen. So we will... uh, we will try to get as much as possible for you on that, uh, I guess, tomorrow morning on the on what would be the Tuesday morning jam in the AM Sports Update. But because of all the, all the postponements, we figured, you know what, let's move that over to Wednesday just to give everyone a little heads up as to what, uh, what the changed playoff dates will be. That game, we don't know right yet. We'll hopefully know a little more tomorrow morning. It'll either be tomorrow tomorrow night or Thursday night, depending on what goes on with the schools. Good thing, again, Frisch and TABC so close so that they can make that decision and figure, hey, kids can just go home, get their stuff, come back. Um, on the other side of the ledger, we chronicled uh, West number 2 SAR's walloping of East number 3 Rombaum. So that contest would need one more person in it to figure out exactly who was going to round out the semifinals. The other game to go was DRS and JEC, East number 1 DRS, getting the bye for uh, finishing off the regular season at a perfect 14-0. and West number 5 JEC getting to the second round after upsetting Ramaz 3-1 to in Ramaz last week. For those that have followed Yeshiva League Hockey for the last few years, you know the images conjured up when you talk about JEC and DRS. Of course, it's the goalie battle, the 1-1-A, best senior and best junior, talking about you know Jason Silverstein of JEC, Jakey Friedman of DRS, the comparisons, the the battles, the the rankings, it's all there. And and the truth is, the two goalies deserve it. They've been the two top goalies of their class over the last few years. And uh, you had to figure that when the two of them get together, it's always going to be a goaltending show. And uh, this really was one starting right off the bat. 139 into the first, though, face-off in the JEC zone. Daniel Sofer winning the face-off back to Yosef Barakov, who sniped one into the JEC net for the one nothing DRS lead. Three minutes later, DRS would go on a power play, also at which point the Greenhouse faithful would pull out their first Weaselberg chant of the evening. I, I got to say, you know, it, it's always interesting to, to note uh, somebody having... Um, I would say a, a chant uh, from a team that 
he really has no connection with. I, I have no connection to DRS. Uh, I'll, I've coached many of the DRS students, and it, it's always flattering. I mean, it goes back a couple of years. I don't know how it started. I don't know who started it, but um, it's always it's always interesting. You know, I, I've been on several games in the greenhouse for the last few years, um, going all the way back probably about 10 years now uh, for some reason or another. And it never fails. I can be coaching. I, I could just even be merely spectating. Um, and the greenhouse will, will, they'll give me, they'll give me some sort of love. And the guys are, the guys are great. I, I have to, I have to say that DRS is one of those schools that, you know, you got to respect even, even though, yeah, you know, the success is there and, and there may be reason to, you know, for people to be a little jealous, but you know, there's definitely some respect that goes back and forth, and so, you know, I hope that the chant is with a little respect back. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily ask for it, but, um, but I hope that I hope that the the love goes both ways. Those those guys are great. Um, again, flattering though. Uh, the problem is, as flattering as it is, I wasn't even at the game, so I'm not sure what the purpose was. Maybe it was just. Uh, Maybe it was just because it was, you know, a chant that they pulled out. But uh, I, I guess, you know, whatever whatever floats you about, Greenhouse, Rock On, it's still one of my favorite places to coach or to watch a hockey game. Um, getting back to the action, because that's what really matters here. Five seconds into the power play, Ellie Levine in the corner sent the ball up the boards to Shlomo Mansback, who sent the pass across the point to Andrew Giller, who would slam it home to give the Wildcats 8 2 nothing advantage. 319 left in the first period. Moshe Simon for DRS. Controlling the ball in the offensive corner would prove that there was more offense to go. Moved up the boards, dribbled in between two JEC players, curled around, and rifled the shot top shelf to give DRS the 3-0 cushion. For JEC, the second period would need to be theirs in order to be able to mount a comeback against a DRS team that had been phenomenal defensively all season. We chronicled the, uh, the shutout streak that the DRS defense and goalies had put together early on in the season and how it, it's really carried them most of the way on the back end. Not necessarily the front end, but the back end has been the the rock of this team leading them all the way through Jakey Friedman and the DRS defense as a unit. Definitely one of the best in the league. But disaster would strike off the period's opening faceoff for JEC as star forward Alicia Schmutter would go down awkwardly and not return, effectively taking away JEC's best offensive opportunity and their best offensive weapon. With DRS already up three, it was all about academic as Jakey Friedman and Noel Wolkowski held down the fort for the remainder of the game to preserve the 3 nothing win and the ticket to the semifinals where they will face SAR in the greenhouse. That game's supposed to be tomorrow night. Um, not sure whether or not that's going to happen. Depends on whether or not there's school tomorrow. Depends on whether or not they'll be able to travel. The winner of that game will go on to play for the Varsity Championship. Again, Frisch TABC. That game was supposed to have, or what's supposed to be tonight. Um... Not sure. Who knows? They could even be playing as we speak. Uh, find some back lot that's not uh, that's not uh, snowed in, or even find somebody finds the keys, gets in TABC, and everybody's there right. Oh, sorry, in Frisch, and everybody's there right now, just playing a game of hockey. I, I'm not sure that that's really the case, but you never know. And we'll have so we'll have Frisch and TABC 
obvious that this is this is a rivalry as we've already mentioned before it goes way back there neighbors right there we talked about how it's gone the entire season the one nothing overtime win by Frisch the first game of the season in TABC Maury Bauer picking up where he left off last year scoring that winner Frisch taking the 4-2 win over TABC in TABC the second time around very big grudge match between the two DRS and SAR this the roots there go way deep with this class again we mentioned last week the DRS win now means that this senior class for DRS and this senior class for SAR will have met in every single playoff with the SAR senior class taking every victory along the way. Last year, uh, the 6-2 win in SAR. Two years ago, the 4 nothing win for the for the JV in uh, in. Um, Excuse me. In SAR, three years ago, the one nothing overtime win in DRS. It's it's chronicled and it's it's there. And DRS looking for that one chance to get it, but uh, will they get it? I mean, this game's going to be in the greenhouse, and you're going to have Jakey Friedman in one net. You're going to have Henry Kolb in another. You're going to have Gordy Kolb lining up, uh, matching up against Andrew Giller. You're going to have Miles Peller on one end. Shua, Shua Friedman, Jason Burian. The the list is all there. Shlomo Mansbach. It, it's it's going to be a star-studded affair on both ends. It may be the closest game you will see all year. Could it go to overtime? It could go to several overtimes. That's just how good this game is going to be. If I, if you can get to that, uh, obviously, if you have to make the decision between Frisch and TABC and DRS and SAR, my option, my my answer to you is pull up a computer screen, watch both games if it's the same night, because I'm sure that Frisch will have a live stream going. I'm sure that DRS will have a live stream going. Just watch them both side by side and, and just really set yourself for a a great night um this sunday when the when the two winners meet up it could be several uh, you know several options if you have frisch drs another battle between those two schools it would be the top two teams in the league west west number one frisch east number one drs fighting out for supremacy if it's frisch and sar two teams split the season uh, series this year SAR taking the game in Frisch, Frisch taking the game in SAR. It would be a doozy of a rubber match between the two. And then you got the possibility for DRS-TABC, the, probably the most storied rivalry in Yeshiva League hockey, the two going all the way back um, with several contests in the, in the mid-2000s, all the way up through the JV ranks over that six-year span in which TABC-JV won their championships. And SAR-TABC, no love lost between those two teams. The grudge match between in, the, in what effectively is the Washington Bridge rivalry um, that would be an amazing contest as well With if uh, West number 3 TABC can overcome West number 1 Frisch, the scrappy team West number 3 TABC. Um, again, not expected to be where they are this year and certainly would be the Cinderella team of any championship run. But if any team can do it, it would be a Mo Fuchs team. Um, just to sort of remind you the other storylines, uh, Mo Fuchs... And uh, Yak Lisk are the two coaches in the Frisch TABC game. Uh, former, co- former uh, co- not co-coaches, but Yak Lisk are former disciple of Mo Fuchs, coaching under him at TABC for several years. It, it's 
you know that it's going to be a, a a coaching affair down the end. You have Yaklusker at TABC, sorry, at Frisch. You have Mo Fuchs at TABC. You have Larry Gross at DRS. You have Howie Falkenstein at SAR. It, it, it's readily apparent that at this time of the year, the coaching is going to get you far, and you have four of the very best leading their teams into battle. Two of those teams will meet up this coming Sunday at Lawrence Middle School. I believe the time would be will probably be four or 4.30, not necessarily sure, it hasn't been set out yet, but um, if you can be there, be there, if not, pull up a screen, find a way to get a live stream to the game, you will not be disappointed, no matter which two teams come out of this battle, this Sunday is going to be amazing, again, that game will follow the JV Championship game, which will follow the New York Junior High Championship game, the MYJHHL Championship game. I believe that game starts at 11, so you can imagine two and a half hours. JV might start at 1.30, uh, might start at 1 o'clock. Varsity will start probably two and a half hours later, probably at 4 or 4.30. Just keep tuned over the next couple of days, and the schedule will be released. Maybe we may even have it for you tomorrow on the Wednesday morning, Jamie, in the AM Sports Update. Just uh, uh, also to mention, the... Uh, the selections for the 2017 Esther Semmelman Memorial All-Star Game have been sent out. Again, the Esther Semmelman Memorial All-Star Game taking place on April 2nd, Sunday, April 2nd, in TABC. The proceeds for this event, the fourth event of its kind, uh, go to Benefit iShine, an after-school fund for kids and peace of mind for parents for families dealing with illness or loss. Again, that happening Sunday, April 2nd. Middle school game at 10.30 a.m., JV at 1, Varsity at 3.30, general admission $5. Again, all proceeds to Benefit iShine. Sponsorship packages available. For more information, please email semmelmanallstarhockey at gmail.com. That's S-E-M-M-E-L-M-A-N, All Star Hockey, A-L, sorry, S-E-M-M-E-L-M-A-N-A-L-L-S-T-A-R-H-O-C-K-E-Y at gmail.com. The event, once again, to honor the memory of former TABC parent Esther Semmelman. Once again, you are listening to The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Networks. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League Sports. It is playoff time, and that means a lot of work for our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Crown Trophy of Brooklyn servicing the Yeshiva League for over a decade, handing out their trophies at the championships for several years. Again, if uh, you've won a championship over the last decade, you absolutely have one of their trophies in your house already. But for two more teams, there'll be trophies handed out this coming Sunday for three more, technically, two more high school teams. And then the Sunday after, there will be two more handed out in the JV and Varsity Basketball Championship Games. Moving over to JV Basketball, only one game actually taking place in the last week, and that being the TABC Hafter game, the final piece of the three sports series, or the three game series, between TABC and Hafter. We already know about the two games in hockey, with TABC taking victories in both 2-1, to one, the one in varsity hockey in Hafter in overtime, the one in TABC 
right before the JV basketball contest. The crowd filing in from the JV hockey game, already a buzz from TABC winning that to watch the JV basketball game. I was kind of hoping to have the video to go back on in order to piece together the game. I was at both games last night. Didn't really get all the details that I wanted to figure. I can go back and uh, watch it on the stream. And I go home, and lo and behold, it wasn't. So, figured I'd have to piece it together from memory. Did my best to do it. Game was chock full of runs. Hafter opened up strong on a 6-0 run before TABC settled in and got their offensive gear going. Storm would score only six points in the first quarter, but find themselves down five after eight minutes of play. Quickly found their groove as the second stanza got underway. Within a few short minutes, Avi Proctor's five points and buckets by Alex Osher and Yoni Mann as part of a 9-0 run would put TABC up 15-11. Hafter would bounce back, scoring the final eight points of the half to take a 19-15 lead into the break. In the second half, TABC would tighten the lid on their defensive, uh, frustrating the Hawks to no end. Overall, Hafter would hit only four shots from the field over the final 16 minutes of play. A well-balanced second-half TABC effort, including Proctor dropping 12 of his game-high 17, and a 20-point fourth quarter by the Storm, almost double what Hafter scored the entire second half. And TABC found themselves 45-32 to winners and holding TABC's first-ever school ticket to a basketball final game, the JV Basketball Championship. The win completes the sweep over Hafter now for TABC over the last two weeks, and they now set their sights on the winner of Thursday night's contest between Mag and David and Frisch for the JV Championship game. Mag and David and Frisch uh, met last year in this very round in Frisch with the Cougars running away with the 26-point victory. Um, Frisch and Mag and David going back to the semifinal game. East number one, Mag and David hosting West number two, Frisch again this Thursday night. The winner will meet up with West number one, TABC. On on March 26th in Yeshiva University, the Max Stern Athletic Center for the JV Championship game. We'll have more information on the time for that uh, next week. We'll also have more information on the game and the uh, and the the participants next week. Uh, TABC Meg and David would be a battle between the two top teams. In the league, both teams only one loss. Mag and David finishing their season at nine and one. TABC finishing their season at nine and one as well. Uh, so these two teams will go in um, and uh, potentially, you know, would go in potentially to uh, to fight for whoever can get. Uh, their hands on the uh, uh, whoever won't get that second loss. Again, standing in front of Mag and David right now, another 9-1 and team, and that's Frisch. So if Mag and David were to take down Frisch and then defeat TABC, they'll have taken down the top two dogs in the league and would have the right to call themselves the, uh, the JV champions and the victors of the league. TABC, though, uh, standing in everybody's way, if it's TABC Frisch, it would be, funny enough, the second time uh, this year, and the second time in the history of JV and varsity hockey and basketball that TABC in Frisch would meet up in a uh, in a final for Frisch. 
uh, a win over Mag and David would mean their third straight JV championship appearance, looking to take home that third straight JV championship crown. Uh, can they do it? Uh, they first have to knock off Mag and David again this Thursday night, and would then have to get past TABC next Sunday. Not this Sunday, but next Sunday, the 26th. Again, more information on that as the next week goes along, but we cannot wait to see what happens in that semifinal. If it's anything like last night, then it is going to be a barn burner, and it should be an amazing road leading up to the Yeshiva League JV champion basketball championship game. Moving over to varsity basketball now, we got a got a a while, uh, we got a couple of minutes to really run this down, and that's good because there were several games. The fin- the fulfillment of the quarterfinals this past week. One quarterfinal happened last week. We discussed that East number two DRS knocking off West number three SAR, sixty six to fifty two. DRS, the defending champions, moving on to the semifinals. Unlikely. Uh, coming into the season to consider uh, to to have that, considering the leaving of all their star power, you know Gabriel Leifer, uh, Zev Benami, uh, every name from last year that was you know that that was on everybody's tongue to be replaced this year by Gideon Valinsky and uh, and the like. Um, really getting the job done. So DRS moving on to the semifinals last week. Who would join them? That would be determined this very week. There were three games all on the same day. We're going to start off with the routine and expected, and that was West number one Heschel hosting East number four, the Rambam Ravens. Rambam got into the second round with a 43-42 win over Hank at the East four over the East five, and this it's it's amazing considering that a couple of weeks before, this could have been essentially East 1 and West 1, with Rambam having a chance to take down the Eastern Conference, letting it slip away in the final days. Uh, Rambam, fresh off of that, coming from behind win over Hank last week, looked as if the Ravens would uh, look to try to continue the narrative. The West Division champions opened up a double-digit lead early on and uh, built it up to 17 to start the fourth quarter. In the closing minutes of the fourth, the Ravens would trim the lead down to five before Heschel would get back in gear and convert on possessions to push the contest back out to double digits and the 64-54 to final score. Ilan Gell led Heschel with 20 points and 10 rebounds with Harlan Rice nearly getting a double-double as well with 18 points and 9 rebounds. For Rambam, Daniel Petrakovsky and Noah Aaron each led with 11 points. So, the end of Rambam's season. Heschel moving on, and they will face DRS. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, on the other side of the bracket, sheer craziness. We'll start off with the first major upset of the tournament. West 4 MTA dominating Eastern Division champion YDE. The Lions held a six-point lead at the end of the first, but would blow out the Thunder in the second, outscoring them 18-6, to for a 33-15 lead at the end of the first half. The MTA defense would clamp down, not allowing YDE to break the 20-point mark until the early stages of the fourth quarter. YDE would gain a small victory in outscoring MTA in the fourth 11-6, but the deficit was just too much to handle as the Lions will return to the semifinals just as this group did in JV two years ago in that crazy uh, several-overtime game 
against SAR, which they did not win. This group will look to reverse that narrative. Uh, um, 4MTA, uh, Arye Halpert, Mayor Jacoby, and Ellie Grunberg led a well-balanced scoring attack uh, with eight points apiece in a dominating 53-32 to win over the Thunder. Jack Saye led the game for YDE with 12 in the loss, taking with them the first top seed to not make the semifinals in any league. So the first the first non-one to move to to uh, not advance. Sorry, the first one to not advance, that would be YDE. MTA moving on to the semifinals. Who they would face would also be determined that night in the most exciting contest of the first round. It would be long to Frisch and Flatbush. This would be the second time this season that these two schools will have gotten together. Uh, they met earlier this season, with Flatbush getting their first win of the season after dropping the first two games, opening up their win column with a 12-point win over the Cougars. Flopwish would win nine of their next 11 contests to jump into the third seed in the Eastern Conference. With a win in the first round over Hafter, it would set up a quarterfinal rematch between the two teams. The Falcons would jump out ahead over the first five minutes of the game, jumping out to a five-point lead. Frisch would close back to a bucket, and the two would trade until the last minute of the second half when the train would go off the rails for the Cougars. Flatbush up four. Jackie Michon returning for Flatbush after being out since the preseason with a significant, sorry, with a significant injury drained a big three to put Flatbush up 27-20. A.B. Rosau would add two more from the top of the free-throw area. Yisrael Solomon would put an end to the run with a bucket to make it 29-22. But with the clock winding down, Flatbush holding for one. A long three-pointer at the buzzer would fall, and Flatbush would take a 10-point lead into the half, 32-22. With 4.07 left in the third, a Michon jumper kept the lead back at 10 at 41-31. But two points by Sammy Fishman, two by Jack Stepner, a defensive block by Stepner, a bucket by Solomon, who would also go to the line and bury the end one, and the Cougars were back within three. Then, on the next possession, a long lob from Fishman found Stepner going up for a tip-in alley-oop at the side of the basket, and with 1.33 to go, a 10-point lead was now only one. A.B. Rosau would answer back with a fadeaway floater from the free-throw line and would give Flatbush the 43-40 lead going into the fourth quarter of play. The Bigs, Fishman, and Rosau would trade buckets to begin the fourth. Fishman would nail two free-throws for his 16th and 17th points on the game to bring it back to 45-44. Following a timeout, Rosau would convert on a turnaround jumper from the elbow to make it 47-44 Flatbush for his 19th point. But on the ensuing possession, the ball was kicked out to Solomon, who nailed the three from the corner, and the game was tied at 47 with 3.50 to go. A minute and a half later, Fishman would go to the line and drill a free throw to give the Cougars the lead. He would miss the second, and Flatbush would go right down the other way. Rosau would get fouled on the way up and would hit the first, also miss the second, though, and with 1.51 remaining, the game was tied at 48. With 1.39 remaining, the Cougars would call timeout. On the other side of the timeout, the Cougars did something that they could not do while winning this year's Sarachek tournament, and that being running down the clock. It's happened so many times over the last couple of years. Figure maybe the move should just be called the Cougar. You know, taking the ball and letting the final two minutes run down. The Cougars went into a two-man weave and ran the clock down to 24 seconds left. With about eight seconds left, the Cougars drove the lane, but would not convert with Flatbush, knocking the ball out of bounds with .7 seconds to go.
with only enough time remaining on the clock for a catch and lob. Leifer would inbound the ball to Stepner, streaking along the foul line, who would receive the ball to second hash mark, and all in one motion would put the ball up as time expired. That would hit iron, iron, it popped in the air, and nothing but the bottom of the net. For the Frisch come-from-behind victory. With the 50-48 win, Frisch knocks off the defending finalist Flatbush, avenges an earlier season loss, and advances on to face MTA in the semifinals this coming Thursday. Fishman and Rosau, the two bigs, having fantastic nights, both pulling down double-doubles. Fishman scoring 18 points and pulling down 18 rebounds in a fantastic effort to help send the Cougars on to the championship game. So this group, who two years ago went to the JV championship, defeated SAR by only a handful of points on free throws down the back end. uh, Last year, the junior class winning the championship as well. The senior, sorry, this yes, this year's senior class, last year's junior class, having that, uh, that massive blowout to DRS, now looking to go back to the championship game. They'll have MTA in their way. We have DRS as the only team left in the East. DRS and Heschel will do battle uh, as well as MTA and Frisch. Both games scheduled for this Thursday night. Heschel, as we uh, uh, as we noted, DRS and Heschel played earlier in the season with Heschel winning 57-46 to despite a game-high 30 points by the kid we mentioned earlier, Gideon Volinsky. DRS, though, getting hot at exactly the right time, going 6-1 after that stretch. Heschel hitting a snag, though, losing their last two regular season contests and finishing third at Saracek and having played a massive amount of games over the last two weeks. This game may not have come at a better time for DRS. Heschel may be ripe for the picking after letting uh, the lead almost slip away to Rambam, but Heschel still the number one team in the nation for most of the year and the number one seed in the West. So you can't look past Emilano Orgel leading that team for most of the year. Jeremy Spira, uh, Harlan Rice, a, a really good team effort. If Gideon Volinsky is the only thing getting uh, getting the ball in the net uh, uh, for DRS in this game, it's going to be very hard for DRS in order uh, for DRS to overcome Heschel, as Heschel has led a very well balanced attack all year. But if uh, if Volinsky can get some secondary help, this could be an extremely good game, wherein DRS could make a return trip to the championship. It would be an interesting thing to have them go back for the third year in a row, this time potentially the underdog uh, as, the, as the East 2 seed to, uh, to whoever would come out of the West. Uh, not of the West, but of the other matchup, which is essentially between two West teams, as we have West number 2 Frisch and West number 4 MTA. In the other contest, West number 2 Frisch hosting an interdivisional matchup, as we just said. Uh, 46-24 Frisch win over MTA in the regular season for the Cougars between the two. But a lot of basketball has happened since. Uh, this game, as we said, also taking place this coming Thursday night, barring any massive uh, fallout from the snow that is on the ground now. If we're that if we're that far and we're still canceling games, the hockey championship this Sunday is going to uh, take on a uh, very decidedly interesting match because I, I would think that 
the two teams, the four ga- the two games, the four teams would probably have to play Saturday night, then get up early on Sunday morning and play another game. So that would make for a very interesting showcase. Uh, but barring anything else, uh, those games will be made up uh, tomorrow night. Th- uh, well, for the games that are scheduled Thursday, they'll play Thursday. Games that were scheduled tonight will probably be played uh, tomorrow night or Thursday. Uh, however easy it is for the schools to get their contingency plans in order, and depending on when school gets back in session. So that uh, that that's it in a nutshell. That's where we've been over the last week, and that's where we're going the week ahead. We are down to the very last few games again. Two championships already taken care of. The two girls' championships. We have one coming up this Monday, the girls' B championship. Then we have the two hockey championships this coming Sunday again in Lawrence Middle School. Those are going to be fantastic. The uh, the JV championship will probably be again at 1.30. The varsity at 4. Both preceded by the New York Junior High Championship game between North Shore and Hafter. Uh, so if you're looking for a triple header of hockey action... Come, you know, come to uh, come to Lawrence Middle School early and stay the entire day. It's going to be an amazing event. Again, several basketball games going on over the next couple of days. Also, that will help decide the JV and varsity basketball championships at Yeshiva University on March 26th. Uh, we'll have more information for you in the, uh, regarding those games next week. Let's see, uh, anything else that needs to be discussed in the last two minutes of the show? Uh, oh yeah, again, pay, stay tuned to uh, tomorrow morning, JM in the AM, where uh, we will have the, supposed to be the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update, we will have the Wednesday morning JM in the AM sports update, and we'll uh, announce or we'll give a little more information as to the, uh, the makeup dates for the games that were supposed to be tonight and tomorrow. Already discussed the Esther Semmelman Memorial All-Star Game coming up, um, and oh, speaking of uh, speaking of uh, postseason activities, already set a date for the 2017 Martin Weiselberg Memorial Tournament. That'll be May 21st, uh, 2017, Sunday, May 21st, again in uh, Yeshiva Har Torah. Teams will be selected over the next week. So uh, for those of you paying attention, we will also be putting out this year's raffle prize. A couple of really good raffle prizes coming out. Last year we had uh, we had the the autographed Mike Richter uh, Stanley Cup champion uh, Stanley Cup jersey. Uh, you know, we've had some extremely great prizes over the last few years. It is one of the most rewarding events, and I'm happy to still be able to continue to do the work for Hatsala and to uh, have all the proceeds go in that direction. So stay tuned for those of you uh, invested and interested in that event. That will be coming up over the next week. That will about do it for our show. Again, thank you to everyone for listening in. We are rapidly reaching our close. We Next week we will be doing our... Uh, our hockey championship recap and our basketball championship preview. We will hopefully have for you a a uh, recap of the girls B varsity championship as well. And on the other side of the boys basketball championship on the 26th, we will have our final show of the 2016-2017 season. That's right, season four coming to a close. But uh, a lot of action, a lot of hardware to be handed out until then. So uh, stay tuned to the court report. If you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can catch the Encore presentation 
every Sunday night at 7 p.m., or you can find The Court Report on iTunes or the Nachum Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, Jam in the AM with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m., live on the stream, NachumSiegel.com. Once again, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Please give them a call, 718-769-4111, for all of your plaque and trophy needs. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning, but again tomorrow you'll be able to hear me on Wednesday morning on JM in the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning, or the Wednesday morning, JM in the AM Sports Update. If you haven't visited the Court Report fan page on Facebook, please do so and click the Like tab. Let's get that number up. See you next week, right here on the Court Report, only on the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hi, this is Elliot Weiselberg, host of The Court Report. Stay tuned for more amazing musical selections and programming only on the Nachum Siegel Network. NachumSiegel.com